Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of the Elliot Loney podcast. Today I was joined by my good friend, Nikki Osborne. And Nikki Osborne is a lady who's done it all. She's been in movies, TV shows. She even hosted her own quiz show back in the day. And she's most recently performed stand-up comedy at the Sydney Opera House, which is pretty much the biggest honor any comedian can have here in this country. And she's had a successful modeling career. She has done it all. I'm really looking forward to sharing her story with you. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. Nikki, thank you very much for joining me, mate. I uh, really appreciate you giving up your time to be on this podcast. It's great to have you here. Um, yeah, how are you, I've, first and foremost? Taking a lot of time out of my usual afternoons <laughs> to have a chat to you. <laughs> you, got a, you got a scotch there? You ready to... <laughs> you know what? A podcast is the best way to not drink alone. So now I'm being sociable. Yeah, well, so, I didn't get the memo. I should, have, I should have got my own scotch and got ready to rock. Well, the Yossi should have. That's yeah. how we roll. <laughs> we mums stuck doing homeschooling. But as soon as I open... The, the class dojo, it's this stupid app for homeschooling. As soon as I open it, I just read it. There's graphemes and phonemes and I, I don't know what the hell it is. And I'm just like, straight to the fridge. <laughs> so basically, yeah, day drinking starts when homeschooling starts. And then the school bell goes, usually when the smoke alarm goes, when I've burnt lunch. <laughs> so that's how isolation's gone. I see. I see you. Um, you, you tend to love a scotch. Or you talk about it in your comedy a bit. And you, you have a bit of which is which is great because um, you know I, I I enjoy scotch. Scotch is probably my favourite drink. I like spirits, um, but I don't. I haven't met too many women who can uh, smash a scotch. So hats off because it's um, bloody impressive. I've got to say. Well, you know, people say, "Oh, that's your shtick now," and it's like it's my shtick, or it could be my crutch, or it could be a problem. You could drink a lot of blokes under the table. I know that for sure. Yeah, I reckon I could actually. I reckon you could. Um, get, I reckon you could get me for sure. I am very well rehearsed. Yeah. It's my skill. I'm an athlete. You <laughs> so can what's play tennis. Going, what? Like the kids, the I kids are back. back. Hey, the kids are back at school. Yeah, one is. Oh, okay. And the other one's become like a professional gamer, and I've locked him in the other room. But I don't need <laughs> to lock him because he doesn't come out anyway. But <laughs> as far as I know, he's eloped with some virtual bride. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so yeah, like one of the reasons I want to get you on is because you've had like such an interesting career. You've had success as a model, you've had success as an actress, you've been in, you know, feature films and TV shows, and you've even hosted Quizmania, which was one of my personal favorite shows when I was growing up. I used to catch it every night, late at night, or most nights anyway. Um, a lot of my friends used to talk about it. We used to try and call in, never got through, but um, you know, one can only dream. Um, no, so I know. I feel so bad. So many young males called in and didn't get to chat to the redhead with a boobs hoiked to high heaven. <laughs> you know, I got engaged during that show and Channel 9 told me I wasn't allowed to tell anyone. So I had to keep it a secret. Wow. How did, how did your husband feel about that at the time? Or your fiance at the probably, time? Probably how he feels still now invisible. <laughs> <laughs> so... Obviously, you've always um, been an entertainer at heart, I would, I would assume. So growing up as a kid, were you always sort of, um, you know, extroverted and wanting to entertain people? And, or is that something that's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been painful from the get-go. Um, so it started when I was four, which my mother-in-law, who does astrology, would say, that's when, you know, your Saturn went into Leo, darling. And it was in there for 30 years. And that's the look at me, look at me, planet. That's her take. Um, what an astrologer mother in law. Uh, no, four, I was doing Michael Jackson impersonations at my family barbecue. So I was doing all these moves. And then I used to do all the 
all the um, talent contests and do my MJ moves. I was fucking good. But, um, <laughs> well, that's what I'd say anyway. So, you know, I, I've always struggled with confidence, Loney. Um, <laughs> and then I organised my own drama troupe at school. And, you know, the really annoying Jewish bird from Glee? The really talented one, but the really annoying one who organises everything. You know, so, all that yeah. Glee that you watch, all that musical theatre yeah. comedy you watch? Yeah. <laughs> not, not as much, but... I think I think I have okay, seen. I was that, I'm sure, I've seen. I was that thespian. I would live and breathe drama and the stage, and I'd put on shows all the time at school just so I could get out of afternoon maths. So <laughs> I kept organising, kept shows just to get out of proper work, and I'm still yeah. doing it today. And did, were you an only child growing up? I have an older sister. Mm -hmm. um, she's the pretty one. So <laughs> she. She was six feet at 13 and she was a model. She won the equivalent of Australia's Next Top Model back wow. in the day. And um, yeah, so I was, I was the invisible one. So that's why I had to be particularly in your face because yeah. I was sitting next to bloody Elle McPherson everywhere we went. Um, so yeah, I developed a new personality and my sister didn't. <laughs> So what's so what's your sister doing now? Is she... I can't say that's so terrible. That's all no, right. She's actually really funny. I'm but, sure. Um, yeah. No, she decided to become a doctor. Fucking oh. hell! Like, actually, a medical doctor. She ended up becoming an occupational therapist. Wow. Because she was too queasy, but yeah, she could have studied medicine because she topped the fucking school. Oh. Wow, that's a, that's amazing. No so, wonder I ended up doing comedy. I'm so dark that, that's... and bitter. Interesting dynamic yeah. growing up though as well, because like obviously, um, you know, if, if your sister's top in the class and she's all academia and she's doing all this kind of stuff and you're always performing and doing all that kind of stuff. So like, were your parents ever like, were they always supportive of you getting into, you know, the entertainment space or were they like, no, Nikki, we want you to follow your sister's route, be an occupational therapist, get into medicine. They wanted me to play golf for Australia. Um, you're a golfer? My dad's a, my dad's a, a ripper golfer. And he was a race car driver as well. So it was always sport, sport, sport. So I grew yeah. up game fishing. So both of our parents are in shock that Renee ended up really bright in medicine, basically. And I ended up on the stage because none of that is in our genetics or in our family. Mm. So both of us went rogue. I should have been Kari Webb or <laughs> Adam Scott. Yeah, so you mentioned golf. So you played golf growing up as a kid as well. That's that was something you spend a bit of time doing. Golf, go karts, and fishing. Oh yeah, nice, um, nice. So yeah, that's what I did. Um, so yeah, it was really weird because I did a stand-up show called Bad Barbie last year, yeah. and basically, because everyone looks at me and assumes one thing. Um, mind you, now I've cu cut my hair off. I'm kind of slowly losing the princess. But it's very Cameron Diaz-esque. This, this hair. Stop it! Yeah. I love her so much! Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to be Cameron and I've always been more Kate Winslet because I've always had like this caramelly, coppery tinge and I'm like, give me Cameron! To the hairdresser <laughs> and they finally did it. Um, but yeah, in Bad Barbie, because you know, you grow up looking like a princess and um, people just assume that you don't have a brain and you're not funny and everything just gets handed to you on a silver platter. Um, and because um, I grew up as a grommet and I didn't, I wasn't attractive till I was like 
18. Um, you know, I was, I was like a grommet wearing a Broncos Guernsey everywhere I went, trying to compete with the boys and playing golf with toads over the fence. Then all of a sudden, you know, I got long legs, long blonde hair and tits and everyone was like, oh my God. And I was like, what, what the fuck do I do with this? <laughs> it just got in the way. But now I've learned how to use it, but it was really in my way. Yeah, yeah, so right. I'm like, I, I want to be funny and I think I'm reasonably talented. And then everyone just thinks, okay, you can play cheerleader number three. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. Well, I've got to say, it must be a good problem to have. I've, I've had a crook head since I came out the womb, Nikki. So, uh, that's oh, shut up, Loney. You got a good looking mug on top oh, of your shucks. Oh, shucks. You do well. No. And you got like the hottest bird at uni. You still with it, right? <laughs> Uh, no, so uh, I've got a girlfriend oh. now, and her name's Yeah, her name's Nat, and um, yeah, she, we've been dating for about a year now. Um, but she she's certainly the brains of the operation. She's a she's a lawyer and works at one of those top tier law firms. So uh, if ever I have a legal, that's great. Career, you need contracts. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So um, she's uh, I don't think entertainment law is her um, profession, but obviously she she still has a really good understanding of the law. So she's. Uh, she still gets asked those questions, even though um, she's probably sick of hearing them, but I still ask her some questions from time to time. I know poor lawyers, you're like, oh, someone slipped over on my deck and they want to sue me. What do I do? And they're like, yeah. um, I don't cover that area. Oh, I, I, I oh. can't believe it. I think she's uh, amazing. I, I certainly couldn't do it. I mean, gee, it's, it's, um, it's a tough job being a lawyer, I reckon, like um, long hours, pretty stressful and um yeah uh, I'm, I'm i'm glad i'm in the entertainment space what can i say <laughs> all, those, all those people with proper jobs <laughs> jobs where you know part of my contract now is um that there must be a mini bar with scotch in it that's part of my contract <laughs> like what an amazing profession to be in that's unbelievable. this is part of my contract that's unbelievable like my god i'm shooting a show next week and um producers emailed me and they said um we've arranged a bartender for you for the shoot that is incredible i'm like i've made it see i still haven't uh ascended to that level of uh entertainment prowess just yet but hopefully one day i'll be able to get my own barman that's uh that's something else. Oh, That's something else. Yeah, I'm having a moment. I'm having a moment because it's fresh. Um, now, <laughs> fresh you, yeah. you studied acting, didn't you? You went to an acting school and you, you studied the craft. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So um, I studied um, at QUT, which is a three-year conservatory-style degree where they only take in 15 people, audition-based, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, wankerville. Um, and... Yeah, I studied the method, so there was a lot of crying um, and all of that, which is weird because I just wanted to do comedy or be on Neighbours. I'm like, why am I crying every day when you don't have to cry on Neighbours? You know, nothing real happens. Um, <laughs> I can have a go at Neighbours because ironically, it's like the one show I haven't done. I guess being a kid, when you were growing up, your aspiration was always to get into acting then? After, after yes. you... Yep. So like, aside from obviously all your sporting stuff and being a bit of a tomboy growing up, it was like, you always had that acting streak in you, didn't you? Like always a bit of a performer. Yes. And um, yes. moving on to your career defining moments here and where you're at now, because you, you did mention the Opera House and it's pretty incredible. Like looking at your rap sheet earlier, I mean, you've done it all. Cover girl model, acted in feature films, 
Um, you're on Celebrity Get Me Out of Here as well, which is a very popular show here in Australia. And you've obviously performed in comedy galas um, at the Opera House. So, you know, what's your favourite moment from your career so far? Because you've, you've done a lot of different things. I've got to say, you know, um, oh, I think probably the, the, the most tingles I've ever got was when I got the phone call about performing at the Opera House. Mm. Um, because I never in my mind thought that I would be considered worthy of doing stand-up at the Opera House. So, yeah, it was funny because I'd just signed with my management and um, that was the first gig they got me. <laughs> they called up and they said, oh, Nick, we've got, got your first gig. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm expecting to go and perform for some manners at an RSL. And they're <laughs> like, um, yeah, you're, um, you're being invited to do Just for Laughs at the Opera House. I'm like, I beg your pardon? I fucking help. If that's the start, what's next? Fucking Buckingham? Like, well, that's they said <laughs> bus very high, very early. And well, that's um, the, I was that's... terrified. Yeah, yeah. well, I was going to say, that's like, obviously, pretty much every comedian in Australia is stand-up comedian's dream. So what's that like? What are the nerves like? What, what goes through your head? What's the, what's the preparation like? Like, you know, obviously, that's a huge place to perform. Yeah, um, it, um, well, this helped, um, <laughs> but thankfully I just toured a show and I was doing a uh, part of that show. So it was pretty tight already. Um, but it was funny cause I did a warm up gig the night before, but it was after it was the dust storm in Sydney. So all flights have been canceled. I had three flights canceled and I'm begging women at the desk going, get me on a flight, get me on a flight. I'm doing the opera house tomorrow. And they're like, oh, we can't get you on a flight till Sunday. So I nearly missed it. Oh, but then they managed to get me on the last seat to Sydney and I had this practice gig. And because I was so stressed, I went and did my set and I just totally bombed. Oh. And I came off going, oh, I've got to do this tomorrow night. And I just died in the ass. Oh. In fact, it died so hard, it was like a three-week-old dead. It was awful. Um, but then, yeah, just tweaked a few things and had a nice day on the harbour. And then, yeah, I said to Peter Helly, who was backstage with me, I said, Pete, I just totally changed my intro. And he's like, have another drink, Nick. <laughs> 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 but um, no, it went great. And then I got invited back the next year. And now I'm hosting a JFL show. So it's ridiculous, but it's fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very happy. That's unbelievable. And obviously for you, um, you've got a lot of stuff that you're balancing in your life. You know, you've got, you've got kids, you've got a husband, you've got a career. So what's the most difficult thing about balancing it all? High heels. <laughs> I can see yeah, it. Um, <laughs> I'm like, it's a joke, it's a joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, oh, look, I've got a feminist husband, so that helps. So he's all like, go, 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 world domination, but make sure you bring in enough to cover the mortgage and all bills and the price yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the hard thing is 
trying to give my all to a show but also give my all to the kids so trying to work out when to switch on switch off at home I find very very challenging Mm. And I even called my manager at the start of the year and I said, because um, we'll start planning my tour, which got completely cancelled. Thanks, Rona. Um, and I said, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I can't keep going away because I'd been away for two months out of three. And so I hadn't seen my kids for two months. And I said, I don't know if I can do this anymore. That's so tough. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it was tough. And I felt like my kids were little strangers and I felt like a really, really shit mum. And I'm like, what am I doing this for? And then Rona happened. And then I've had 10 weeks with them and I realised, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, um, that's, that's the hardest part is to just not be a shit mum. And still, you get home from shows and you still got to shag your husband. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're really tired and you just want to go to bed. <laughs> So yeah, finding the energy for that after a hard set. Well, it's one of the things I love about you. You're always, you're always uh, very, very open and honest, which is, which is uh, something that's uh, (laughs) 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 definitely, definitely true. I did some research earlier, and I found out on the website Shortle, um, which contains a database of all the comedians operating in the UK. They had 269 female comedians and 1,279 comedians who are male. So in your opinion, why is there so many more men in comedy than women? Um, what's the old saying? Dear God, please grant me the confidence of a middle-aged white man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think comedy for a long time has been dominated by men because everything's been dominated by men, I guess, you know. Even my mother-in-law, you know, she doesn't really drive much and she doesn't do this and didn't do that, darling, because that wasn't what we did in the day. Mm. Um, Men also think, you know, in general, that they're the funniest people in the room. Um, That's not me being mean or bitter, but they just do. um, I don't know. I think women are, you know, since the Me Too movement, um, women are getting a far greater representation uh, in television, that's for sure. So the show that I'm hosting soon with Channel 10, it's almost an equal distribution of the female and the male comedians that are being represented. So even though that doesn't represent the amount in the circuit, they are getting the platform now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I don't know, funny's funny. Um, don't know. Maybe men, maybe there are more funny men than funny women. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that, should I? I shouldn't say that. Um, well, but think... you know, we've had to we've had to undo a lot of programming that you know women are to be seen and not heard. Um, That's something that I was just interested to get your opinion on because um, obviously you are um, a very funny funny woman and, and someone who I've seen do stand up before. I've really enjoyed your stand up. I think you're very funny and you've done sketch comedy. You've done stand up comedy. Um, and I was talking to one of my friends and she's, she's absolutely hilarious. And, um, she, she's quite a bit of a veteran now on the stand up scene. And she said, when she first started out, she said, she said this, and it was like a quote that I sort of stuck with me and I wanted to get your opinion on it. She said with what I find is with women, 
they're, they're not funny until proven otherwise. And then with men, they're funny until proven otherwise. When, they, when she felt that when she got on stage. And this is just... That's this interesting. Is just, yeah, that's what she told me. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because being a man, I've never experienced that, obviously. Because, you know, I'm, I'm not a woman. Well, yeah, so. no, that's probably true. There probably is still the presumption from the audience. Oh, there's a woman out here. Oh, God, let's hope she's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon like, that, that probably is the attitude. Well, it's, it's interesting because, um, yeah, I mean, obviously you've had great responses from audiences um, and I saw your Opera House gig and the, the crowd obviously, obviously loved it. So um, have you found that at all when you've gone on stage? Did you, do you get that impression or is it different for you? What do you think? Oh, I don't think mine's a female male issue. I think mine, is, I like to wear pretty frocks and get all doled up. Mm -hmm. And um, so I... <laughs> My husband said, you need to cut your hair or something. Because, you know, I, I had the big boss. He said, whenever you wear makeup and get all dolled up, you look like a, a, like a Playboy bunny walking <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I found that how I, my appearance was undermining my credibility, um, which initially I saw as a hindrance. But then when I started to embrace it and just name the elephant in the room as soon as I walked out, um, then people were on board. So, yeah, mine was just dealing with the prejudice that I looked like I was a weather girl. Um, and then once I named that, uh, they were always fine. Plus, you know, I, I come out, I, I've got my shows, they're full of foul language and a lot of inappropriate stuff. Um, well, that's, that, that leads me on to my next question, because I know that you do, um, as I said earlier, you've got no filter. And that's one of the things I love about you. Um, so when you do say stuff on stage, it's a bit loose. Have you ever had a heckler say something ridiculous? Like what's the strangest heckle you've had while you've been on the stage? I had one woman just stand up and uh, like, actually I've had a few. Um, <laughs> what's the one that <laughs> <laughs> It's always women though, which is weird. That is weird. Um, no, actually probably my favorite one was um, on a cruise and it was my first ever comedy cruise and it was a packed room I think it was 600 people in the room and the first guy was out doing his set and I could hear this loud obnoxious woman in the crowd and I was just like oh I want to punch her so hard and the other comedian just stuck to his text and just kept going got through his set and then walked off just going oh what a killer and I came out and that's it the gloves were off I'm like right where are you who are you where are you from and that was it it was just this roast and this sparring fest with this chick called Louise from ACG. No and way. it was it was a roast. And um, she ended up taking a jacket off, coming up to punch me. Um, this Whoa. is my first comedy cruise. <laughs> and, my house. Yeah. and then she's coming up and I'm like, you're gonna fight me, Louise, you're gonna fight me. Fuck, you're gonna fight me, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my heels ready to whack her with my heel. Yeah. Um, and then I managed to turn it on its head and got the crowd involved and they ended up chanting, get rid of Louise, get rid of Louise. And then security came in and off went Louise. And she had a great cruise for the rest of it. Not. <laughs> well, that's, but, um, very, yeah, that's a strange place to pick a fight with a comedian on a cruise ship. Yeah, I know, especially when you're absolutely up to the eyeballs and Bundy and Coke since 10am yeah. <laughs> in the morning because it's all on a tab. 
Uh, <laughs> whereas I was fresh, I was only three scotches in. <laughs> I was sharp. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she she was probably my favourite heckler. Now, um, you posted Quizmania, you featured in movies, starred in TV shows, and I love live performances. What's your most um, enjoyable moment from all that? Enjoyable moment? Mm, mm. Oh, I'll tell you what, I did love Quizmania. Bloody I was going to say, that looked like fun. That looked like fun. That, that it was fun. so much fun. And I didn't even realise at the time what I had. I was gifted two hours of live television every night, late at night, with no real censoring at all. Mm. And I could just stay and do whatever I wanted. And I got to interact with, you know, whoever called in. Like, Amazing. that was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amazing. And it was such a, such a good place to, you know, cut your teeth and get your shtick together. Mm. So I did love that. And then another favourite moment would have to be when you come off stage after a killer gig. Yeah. Best feeling in the world. Yeah. It really is, because no one can take it off you, especially yeah. when it's on camera and you're like, ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Yeah. look at my funny. Yeah. yeah. It's no, nice. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting you say that about Quizmania as well. And as you said, two hours is a long time to, to have um, television time live, you know, and did, obviously that would have required a lot of improvisational skill. And did that, did that help you think moving on into your comedy career? Obviously having that as a... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I realised that it was a skill I had back in uni because we used to do this, um, it was called disconnected impulsivity exercise <laughs> where you just had to just keep running whatever pops into your head, just keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. And people would just get stuck. And I'm like, I can do this all day. Um, <laughs> and I realised, okay, that's the skill I have. And then when I auditioned for Quizmania and it just kept coming and coming and coming, I went, oh, okay, this is a legit skill. And that was when I started to write a bit of material um, as well as do the impro. So, yeah, I've kind of come at stand-up more from an impro point of view and then I've started to write material because you probably should have some material. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, what's, what's your process like when you write? Because every comedian has a different process when they write their stand-up. Do you tend to walk around a room and speak to yourself until something's funny or do you sit down and you write stuff or how do you go about it's weird i jokes hit me in the back of the head when i go for a run it's really ah, weird something yeah, okay. funny just bang I'm like oh that's funny quick write it down write it down and then i find my way around it and i write it and then i'll have chai with my mum the next morning and i'll just kind of tell it to her in conversation if she cracks up then i know it's funny yeah, that's good. So I'm, I'm assuming that you've just, been running a lot. <laughs> yeah, I run yeah. every morning. And I'm just waiting for it. I'm running along going, come on, come on. And then I'm like, yeah. Every morning. You run every morning. Yeah. And even when you've got the kids. Yeah, so that's, yeah, for the crack of dawn, before you even drop the kids, kids off, go for a run. And... No, no, no. I get my husband to drop the kids at school. <laughs> <laughs> He does that. Jeremy, I've got to say as well, Jeremy's a great man. Uh, we we filmed a Bear Grylls sketch a while ago, I remember, and uh, Jeremy got stitched up as the cameraman and we were filming a Bear Grylls and uh, you and I were doing a sketch and he was filming and he was offering tips as well and he was, uh, he was, he yeah. was doing, yeah, he was great. He's um, a great ideas man. Yeah. Like he, he comes up with like 
nuggets of gold and he goes you should do this i'm like oh my god that's like the best idea ever <laughs> and then i take i take that and then i make it funny and better yeah but um no he comes up with heaps of ideas and i run stuff past him all the time and um he'll be like oh why don't you make that smarter i'm like how about let's not make it smarter um but you know he's he grew up in the uk watching all the best british comedians so he he's loved comedy as well so he's been like a, a library for me because he's like oh have you seen this bit or have you seen this comedian have you seen this bit and then he shows me other great bits and he's like you're a bit like that you should kind of go that way i'm like he's right <laughs> so no it's good having being married to someone smarter <laughs> yeah yeah well um i mean as i said my, my girlfriend is uh, a lot smarter than i am so uh, i know <laughs> i know exactly what you yes. mean. It's, it's, it's helpful it's definitely helpful um well you see all these all these fuckwits marrying people who play them a song on the guitar or whatever i'm like don't marry the musos marry someone who'll do your tax <laughs> and then you'll be happy all year round that's it now moving on to what's next for nikki osborne because obviously i know uh you must have a lot of things cooking around upstairs in that dome of yours wondering uh what the next chapter is or you, may, you might even have some stuff up your sleeve that you're not allowed to talk about at this stage so i, what's, I hate um, that i hate embargoes i like I, whenever I've, i'm never allowed to talk about anything i'm doing yeah, it's really yeah. annoying but yeah, what i can sure. say mm -hmm. so one thing i'm doing i got an arts grant to continue my character bush barbie so right. much like we've got bear grills i've got bush is that, barbie. A, is that um, a screen australia grant or a screen victoria grant or a, that was a city of melbourne grant and i'm waiting to hear from the arts council australia but i'm not sure saying think of ali g meets steve Irwin. i don't know if they're gonna go yeah let's go i'm money at that that's good though. but that's who good. knows who knows yeah. so i'm trying to film a pilot episode of that fuck knows what that's going to end up like but all i know is that all my bush barbie videos go viral so you know there's something in it um and then I'm filming a new show with Channel 10, um, which is, without saying exactly what it is, um, I'm hosting it and it's the naughtiest stand-up bits that never made telly because they were too naughty. Wow, okay. Um, yes. What channel is that on? <laughs> 10. That's that? 10. Channel wow. 10. Yeah, yeah they grew up here. I think it's because you know what we're in a pandemic and trump's president i think people can handle shit now yeah that's so incredible. yeah and they said you know you, you you can say fuck um but if you say can't we've got to we've got to bleep it <laughs> <laughs> but like that's so, that's so great though as well because I, i've been waiting for um those networks to start swinging the bat and taking some more risks especially in the comedy space so it's really good to hear that they're you know doing a it risky show it. like that and i mean i'm sure it'll probably it'll probably rate really well just because of that because it, it's it's one of those shows it's more human and, and less filtered and i'm sure it'll go really well Fingers plus you're hosting crossed. it so you know yes, that's a, that's i know fun. and that's where i've got the bartender right so yeah i'm thrilled a couple um, of scotches on the desk 
Oh yeah, they said it's written into the script. The kiwi <laughs> runs around the scotch in hand. I'm like, yeah. oh my god. No, oh, it's like poetry. It's wonderful. Um, and then another show that I've got coming out later in the year is Drunk History, mm-hmm. which is um, a show. Or? No. No. So Drunk History is a format that started in the states um, with Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. So mm-hmm. McKay. Fuck, I always get that wrong. Um, (laughs) Basically, they get a comedian, shit-faced, and then they tell a historical story um, that people may not know. And then it cuts in between them drunk narrating and actors acting out what happened in this story, except the actors aren't speaking. They're miming to my drunk narration wow okay that's been out yeah there you go so it's quite a successful uh show in the states and in the uk and now they've syndicated it here in australia right so got that that coming out too you've got a lot of things on the horizon then you're working um flat out yeah no it's great it's really 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 good and it's great because you know i'm turning 40 next year which, you know, if I was still an actress, I'd be fucking doomed because I haven't had the tox and I haven't had my tits lifted. So <laughs> the fact that I can work in comedy and just let it all just turn to shit and get more work <laughs> is the best feeling ever. Oh, come on, Nikki, you're running every morning. Surely you're looking after yourself. Yeah, I'm running. And do you know what running does to your tits? <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> but, Let's you know, just say the IKEA arrows point down. You know, you, you, no, it's um, you look younger than I do. It's it's, it's ridiculous. You know, it's, it's the ring a secret. Light. I, I got a fancy <laughs> ring light. Yeah, that's probably it. That might be it. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, Nikki, I just wanted to say thanks for thanks for joining me today on the podcast. You know, uh, I've um, you know, we've we've had the pleasure of working together in the past before, and I've always really enjoyed working with you and. Well, you're really funny and really easy to get along with. So you've always been very kind to me and um, really generous with your time when we film sketches and stuff like that. So wishing yeah, you all the best. funny, Elliot. No, you've got talent. No, no, you do. You've got talent. You're not just cynicism from the neck up. You've actually got talent <laughs> skills. I feel the same way about you. And um, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks for giving up your time. And I'm really wishing you all the best with all your endeavours in the future because I'm sure you'll, uh, you'll start uh, getting a lot more strikes moving forward i'm sure i've been watching your steady improvement over the years and going into comedy as well it's um takes a lot of balls and you've done it really well so you made the transition seamlessly so i'm sure success is uh even more success is just around the corner yeah ty elliot world domination bush barbie for pm that's what that's it that's it vote one bush barbie (laughs) that's that's what we're after yes all right fuck off (laughs) (laughs) that's the perfect way to end it (laughs) thanks so much for watching guys i really appreciate it make sure you subscribe and click the bell to stay notified every time i upload a video there's gonna be plenty more podcasts with some really big name guests lined up and also some more gags as well so uh yeah get amongst it and uh i'll see you soon